Hey everyone, my name is Todd Schmink, and welcome to the From the Couch, where I dive into a variety of mental health topics designed to give you greater insight into how your mind works so that you will have greater psychological flexibility. Thoughts will come and thoughts will go. So it's a very, really cool exercise to play with right now. You have thoughts but you are not your thoughts. You have all kinds of thoughts, thoughts about all kinds of things, places, people, memories. Even a song in your head, that's a thought, right? But you can actually see those things. You can, you can in your mind, you can hear the thought. You can see the visualization of the memory. You can hear in your inner ear the music playing in the background, right? And if that's the case, then that actually can't be who you are. There's something observing that, right? You can call this your spirit, call it your soul. You can call it also just your observing self, your observing mind. So we have two, two minds, a thinking mind and an observing mind. So we want to really play around with that. And really want to just tease those apart. We can't get rid of them. Doesn't work. Now, to take this example further, we also have emotions. I might feel anxious. I might feel depressed. I might feel sad. I might feel angry. I might feel embarrassed. I could feel a sense of grief. But if we can sense these things, if we can quantify them, objectify them, then they can't actually be who we are. Once again, it's that observing mind, it's observing, the observing part of you, the witness that sees all these things, watches all these things come and go. You have a body, right? And in your body, you'll have different sensations that come and go. Your hands are cold. Your chest is tight. Your throat is scratchy, you're hot, you're cold, you're sweaty, you're not sweaty. You can notice all of these things. They all come and they all go, just like the emotions, just like the thoughts. They come and they go. But again, you're actually witnessing. There's some part of you which is back here watching all this happen, and that witness is not judging it, doesn't care. It's just like, oh, look at that. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh, hey, look at that. That's happening over and over and over all day long. And then finally, you have desires. Desire could be like, I wish that this would go away. I wish that I had more money. It would be really nice. I can't wait to get this meal tonight. You have these desires. And again, these desires, they come and the desires go. And we can be aware of them if we switch back into that witnessing mind, if we watch what's actually going on. So why is this important? Well, because what often what people do often is we tend to focus in on the negative thoughts, feelings, sensations, desires, and we don't want them. We try to suppress them. In doing so, though, we actually make them stronger. We're pushing against them, pushing them away. 
but we're also giving them life. Every time we think about them, all the time we spend trying to suppress them, we're actually strengthening the neural pathways in the brain associated with that thought, that sensation, that desire. We're amplifying it. And we're making it mean something because that's what the thinking mind does. So what we really want to do is we want to be able to notice that I'm thinking whatever the thought happens to be. I'm not good enough. I'm bored. I'm going to screw this up. We want to be able to notice that, right? And pull away from it. And that actually gives us some space. We can just watch what's happening. We can pay attention to the sensations in our body. And we have distance. And when we have distance, that brings down that experience. The intensity of the experience comes down just a little bit, maybe sometimes a lot. And the more that we practice this, the easier it becomes. Because this is a skill. It's a life skill. It's not necessarily something that you're going to get just like this in a session. Something we have to practice. And like a lot of people have noticed, I diffuse from it. I'm thinking, I'm noticing that I'm thinking whatever the thought is. And, and you let it float away. And then it comes right back. And you got to reset. I'm noticing that I'm thinking this. And then it goes away. Five, ten seconds later, boom, it's right back again. Because the mind is still trying to do its number one job, and that's to solve a problem. And you've defined a problem. I don't want this thought. And so the mind is trying to figure out, how do I get rid of this thought? But in doing so, you see how this, it's counterproductive? Yeah. One, one mind's trying to solve your problem, so it keeps bringing the thought back up. The observing mind's going, it's really not that big a deal. Thanks, mind. But right now, the thing that's most important to me, the thing that I value the most, is being productive here in my job. The thing that I value the most at the gym is collaborating, is talking, is socializing, is connecting, is belonging. And that's why in those situations, and anybody can find places in their life where your life is going really well and those thoughts are less intrusive, because you're actually moving in a direction of what matters. Those thoughts will come up but you just put it out of your mind faster and you focus on what actually is important. Now, when we don't have things that matter, things that we value, to occupy our time, the mind just takes over. It just keeps bombarding you. Hey, you said you wanted to get rid of this thought. Well, I think I got some ideas. I think we need this and we need that. And we should do this or we should do that. And it becomes overwhelming. Then we actually trigger the autonomic nervous system possible that we'll just will trigger fight flight freeze we will try to escape avoid control and so we, we're pushing back and we're trying to manipulate because sometimes that works and it works just fine right if I blow a tire I take it to the play to the, the service station I get the plug doom problem solved but emotions don't quite work like that thoughts don't work like that Sensations in your body don't work like that. I'm sure you've woken up one morning and you got a kink in your neck. And it's with you all day long. Like you have a, it's just like, it's like you pulled something. Literally today. <laughs> all right, literally today. <clears throat> so you have a kink in your body 
it's there. Now, I could spend time focusing on that, that string. Is that useful? Probably not. And in fact, all the energy and all the time that I dedicate to that is time that I'm not dedicating to something that actually matters. So that's where the diffusion skill, that same tactic, we, we do this all the time. You do this all the time. I don't even need to really, I'm just telling you something you already know. What I'm asking you to do though is to take that same mechanism, that same process, and bring it over to your thoughts. We have bizarre, crazy, weird-ass thoughts all the time. I mean, strange things. I mean, think about your dreams, right? So that's the process. So it's identifying it. And instead of trying to control it, just go, oh, that's that thought again. That's the witness going, oh, there's that thing. There's that thought which comes up. The I'm not good enough. The I'm dumb. The I should be doing better. The I can do this better than everybody else. That's the other side, but it's still one of those thoughts, right? And those get in our way. And then when we're not moving in a direction of what actually matters to us, that also can cause emotional dissonance. That can cause emotional discomfort. So we're playing back and forth with these things. And what you're learning how to do is to pay more attention to the things that matter to you the most with intention. Ah!